0: What's so, up, everybody? Welcome to the Podcast. This yes, NFL Podcast. I'm Wilbertson. I'm your host. It is Friday, July 15th. If you're listening to the podcast in audio form, if you're watching myself in my delightfully homemade football club hat and my, uh, uh, my NFL Jam t-shirt and the handsome devilish goateed bearded face of john breach on youtube it is i don't
1: know what i'm doing it's thursday july 14th breach what's up buddy Brenton, this is the at least the 12th week in a row where you botch the dates but you know what you have to remember the date you're recording and the date where it's going uh for the people listening on audio it's confusing nobody wants to remember two days it's tough and uh, you've been taking all those grand piano lessons i don't know how you remember anything
0: that's true. you know uh uh Cody was saying. Somebody was saying at some point in the last. I can't it was Cody. Maybe it was Cody. Was like cody's like you know what? It, it was a very nice compliment actually. He was like that that background looks like it's believable that that's your actual house. I was like that is a very nice compliment because that is a nice
1: house. And I uh, that's what like, someone would say who's sucking up to you. That is literally the least believable say, house I've ever seen. I can see that being my. This
0: is i mean like i could i feel like i've rented that house in the mountains before no.
1: also if there was you don't own a piano it's too clean you have a kid just none of us first of all i grew up with a piano my mother taught piano do you play piano no but i am the type of person
0: i'm the exact type of person who would own a piano and not play it <laughs> that's like, true. of that like like if you're ranking I, people on earth likely to own a piano but be unable to play it i'm definitely in the top tip five percent absolutely um Somebody, I believe it was Dom, Dominic in the chat, said, uh, let's see, over under on how long it takes for a tattoo Mentioned, you said seven minutes. <laughs> I would have said seven seconds. Breach and I haven't talked about the tattoo since Wilson and I talked about it. Of course, we're going to talk about it first things first. Were you aware, Breach, up until, uh, up until our Slack chat with Wilson, that the hold up, the current holdup for Wilson's tattoo was me Venmo your money? Well,
1: let's we can go. I was tra- not aware of that. I would have sent him money had I known that, Brenton. We can trace these holdups all the way back to the beginning. First, it was me, uh, and then I gave him the picture, and then there was no talk. There was just, oh boy, we're getting a little too close to this. And then five months later, the holdup is Brenton not sending money. Now you've sent the money. We've got a whole collection of money, and this tattoo is going to happen. Finally, everyone is vindicated. Wilson is going to have some sort of bangle tattoo. Maybe we'll get the white bangle tiger. You know, who knows? He can, he can pick anything now. Uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to happen when we're in Nashville, right? We're all meeting up in Nashville in August. And, and look, let's give credit where credit's due. Ryan Wilson had this,
0: you know, he's like, makes this joke about it, right? He's like, if, you know, if the Steelers, if this fried Finley beats the Steelers, I'm going to write a Finley tattoo. If the Bengals beat the Steelers going to tattoo, like offhanded remark, 13 point, you know, home dogs it's you know on a monday night it's not happening it does happen and wilson has taken every opportunity as he this is a very wilson thing he knows who he's dealing with you and me specifically he knows how to uh muddle muddy the waters so as to create confusion and then while he look to be perfectly frank it's a uh, very it's a reminiscent of a political strategy from a recent <laughs> uh, high-ranking individual
1: in the american political scene um yes breach well i was gonna say the other part of this is that no one loves to procrastinate more than me and you so it's not yes. too difficult to muddy things when you and i are involved and, and like so like if wilson goes on like jason lock and forrest
0: radio show in baltimore which he has and they're like what's the deal with the tattoo he's like i mean i don't know what to tell you it's brinson and breach and everybody's like yeah, that checks out like that's that's very <laughs> believable that brinson and breach are screwing this up somehow but wilson's like i'll get it done tomorrow i'll get it done right now brinson and breach messing this up and people are like all right like you know that's a reasonable explanation but now like i hadn't oh, this that's a good point Stu in the chat's like odds wilson gets gets COVID right before Nashville. He's like ah sorry guys um if he makes it a national the tattoo is is on like donkey kong it, yes. you, know it's, you know, what's wild is that in between losing the bet, making making the bet against no one, by the way, like we didn't we didn't we didn't tell, ask him to make the bet. He just threw it out there randomly, losing that bet and actually getting the tattoo in between all that. The Bengals will have gone to the Super Bowl and lost to the Rams. And by the way, Matthew Stafford, and uh, Cooper Cup, that was not I was that was not trying to poke fun at you. It's just like it's kind of wild that like in that window. The Bengals had this magical Super Bowl run.
1: And you can point to the Ryan Finley game as kick-starting the whole entire thing. I mean, that was where everything turned around. And thanks, Wilson. Thanks, Ryan Finley. Thanks, exactly. everyone named Ryan. If your name is Ryan, thank you. Because, um, yeah, Finley was in there for
0: an injured Joe Burrow, right?
1: Uh, I mean, Burrow got injured in November and Finley was, was, was in December.
0: The only reason Finley was playing is because Burrow tore
1: his ACL. Right. But I think Brandon Allen was the backup quarterback that year, and he was also injured. And that's why it was Finley was yeah, the third string. St- Brandon Allen, he just kept playing terrible. Finally, they were like, all right, go Finley. Finley was the third string quarterback, which is why this was so improbable. Correct. Um, and now here we are. I can't believe it's going to happen. I, are we live streaming it? We got man, this is going to be crazy. Ever, This is going to be like the highest rated pick six podcast ever whenever that tattoo happens.
0: Yeah. I mean, if, we, yeah. Well, I mean, has, has uh, does EK know about this yet that we're doing it live in Nashville? There's
1: definitely going to be some like legal concern. Debo. Um, have you? Have what you-, you can't stick a needle in an employee live on air is that what you're saying? Found upon, <laughs> I think. Debo, can you um, can you sort of start playing uh, the, the I just I just watched wheels for uh for how we get this live uh, past legal. Uh, what they don't know doesn't hurt them. Yeah. Well, they know it now because we just talked about it on the podcast. And I just watched the the video of we're not supposed to uh, harass employees outside of work, forcing Wilson into a tattoo. Does that qualify? Somebody said that you're not allowed to harass. No, people. it's 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 one of those videos where, we're, we're, you know, you probably don't watch the required videos as a, an employee of Paramount. We will have to watch videos every few months. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, yeah, I, it's just, it just gives it's, you the rules uh, of the company yeah. and, and things that are frowned upon. Of course, those videos are wild, man. <laughs> I don't think I've
0: watched <laughs> one in a while. <laughs> it's because they did they send them to your um Viacom. The Viacom. Yep. Ah, there we go. I don't get now. See, that's that's the catch 22. Like, I haven't gotten any like cool swag, like, like the like the Super Bowl jacket, but I also apparently don't have to watch HR videos. I don't know.
1: And what I love this, that you have this plausible. I'm happy to you get my email work and I'll watch the videos. All right, right. You have this plausible deniability built in if they accuse you. Like, I don't get the email. So, what do you want me to do? And what do, do you want? To me? IT, I did go to it and say, hey. I don't get
0: emails and IT was like They laughed at you. Basically, go, please go away. The only time they like the only time we recognize you is when you need a new phone. And then we make you wait six months and then we get you your like the the old version because we don't like you and your stupid podcast. Speaking of my stupid podcast, our stupid podcast, we're nominated for People's Stories Podcast Awards. Actually, I don't think I'm supposed to read it Oh, I'll read it anyway. I don't care. Um, <laughs> if you guys would go to podcastawards.com slash app slash sign up, toggle down to sports and select us. Takes about 60 seconds. Link is in the top of the description if you're on your, you know, if you're on your phone, you just click it right there. Do it. If we get enough uh, votes or nominations or whatever it is, we can go to the final p- finals. And if we get to the finals and we win the best podcast of the year award for sports, I'll get a tattoo too. I don't know when they announce it. Hopefully it's before the, I don't I doubt it's before the Nashville trip, but uh, I, I will get, I'll let the readers, the listeners pick what tattoo I get. Speaking of podcasts or not a podcast documentary. Sorry. I can't read today. Let's do this too tiny font in there. The only is a new original soccer documentary that tells us life story of a legendary U S women's soccer goalkeeper, Brianna Scurry. Streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus, Amount of entertainment, by the way. The documentary features insights from former teammates and the current U.S. women's national team players she inspired, including Mia Hamm, Brandy Chastain, Julie Foudy, Abby Wambach, Midge Purse, and more. From Scurry's darkest moments to her current investment in the reigning NWSL champion, The Washington Spirit, the only provides a unique autobiog- autobiographical account of the life of a sports pioneer. Make sure to go to ParamountPlus.com and sign up for a free seven-day trial to stream the only today. I'd forgotten that the uh, franchise tag extension deadline was July fifteenth. Even though we talk about it all the time, um,
1: <laughs> July fifteenth.
0: Yeah. So if you're, um, if you're, if you're wa- if you're listening to the show, obviously we record on Thursday. So there's a chance if you're listening to the show like later on Friday. 4 p.m. is the deadline. So, like, a deal could have been done, but we're going to try and project if we think a deal will get done. We have four of the franchise tag people who have been, who got tagged, who have had extensions done. Chris Godwin, who is still dealing with a torn ACL, um, is got a three-year, $60 million extension from the Buccaneers. Pretty fair money for both sides, we thought at the time. Good deal. Cam Robinson, the... uh Jaguars left tackle, who probably inspired them to draft Trayvon Walker because they didn't have to take, uh, you know, Evan Neal or Ricky at number one. Three year, $54 million extension for the Jaguars, although I feel like it's really more like a, it's basically just buying out the tag for an extra year, I think, uh, based on what I saw. David Njoku, the Browns, not content breach with ruining the quarterback market, also decided to ruin the tight end market for everyone else. Really? So they gave David Njoku a four year, $55 million extension, which Like, I love the player from a physical tool standpoint, but like, you just made life really tough for uh, what the Lions, the Dolphins with Mike Gasecki, uh, TJ Hawkinson contract coming up, and really anybody, George Kittle. Yeah,
1: any any tight end who's like, I'm I I will be getting uh, Darren Waller, who literally is negotiating contract right now and should ask for double whatever Njoko just Njoku just got. Uh shout out to Njoku's agent for getting such an amazing contract.
0: Well Kittle's um when's Kittle's deal up?
1: Well, is I know that free? Waller's negotiating right now.
0: Yeah, I mean, so Kittle, Kelsey, and Goddard won't be free agents until 2026. Mark Andrews, same deal, but like if you're um, – I mean, Kyle Pitts is
1: not one you have to worry about either. I mean, Dar Waller, Waller is the big one. That's the big one right now. That's the guy who's going to get – based on what Njoku just got, Waller should get something huge.
0: Well, it's Waller, Hawkinson, I guess Noah Fant to a degree too if he has a productive season with Seattle. And then Gasecki and Dalton Schultz are the two t- t- two tag guys. We'll talk about it in a second. But, like, um yeah, it, it was a crazy contract. And then Devontae Adams, who was traded by the Packers to the Raiders – promptly signed a five-year, $141 million extension. Uh, Devontae Adams also making life tough for Darren Waller because, you know, with Devontae Adams, they're a little bit less reliant
1: on Darren Waller. Um, or more reliant because everyone triple teams Adams. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Huh? So let's, uh, let's get into the unresolved tags.
0: And we'll start in Cincinnati.
1: Ugh, I knew you were going to say that. It's literally- I do it.
0: But you knew because it was first in the rundown. Um, also but- first alphabetically.
1: Ah, <sighs> okay, fine. Let's do it. Jesse Bates. No. No deal. I don't think he's gonna get a deal. Really? You know, this has been it's been so acrimonious. Is the safety for the Bengals, by the way, in case you didn't know. You. Broke out a thesaurus before the show, for Ac- Acrimonious? That's pretty good. Thank you. Yeah, I'm gonna try and do that. You know, Wilson has the contentious even? Uh, Yes, you could absolutely say that, you know, here's the problem is that, look, he wants to be paid like one of the NFL's highest paid safeties, which makes sense because he's been one of the NFL's best safeties. The Bengals don't want to give him that. And if you're Cincinnati, you're staring at it thinking, look, twelve point nine million dollars. We'll just say 13 because that's a round number if we tag him this year. And then if you tag him next year, that's a 20 percent increase. That's two point six million dollars. So basically if the Bengals were to tag him twice, it would cost them two years, $28.6 million, which is an average of $14.3 million a year. So the Bengals don't have a lot of incentive to go, uh, very much over that number. And the problem with that is that you have guys like, uh, Mika Fitzpatrick, who just got a contract with the Steelers. That's going to pay him an average of $18.4 million a year. Well, these two, uh, Franchise tags I just mentioned where the Bengals would pay Jesse Bates 14.3 and 18.4. So there is a huge gap in there. uh, And obviously, the Bengals are closer to the 14.3 million end of the gap. The Bates camp is closer to the 18.4 million end of the gap. And if they don't work it out, which I don't think it's going to happen because Jesse Bates, I I would think he wants to be at least the second highest paid safety uh, and get paid around $18 million per year. And, you know, also, it's tough working and negotiating contracts with the Bengals because they front load the deal. You're going to get your guaranteed money up front. And usually nothing is guaranteed after year one, which means a huge signing bonus that gets prorated and then plus whatever your first year salary is. And uh, that works for the mid range and smaller contracts, but it gets a little more complicated uh, as the contracts get bigger. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if, I, I don't think this deal is going to get done. That we also had J- Jesse Bates to report that he would not play on the franchise tag this year. So this is just a dicey situation all around. And no, I don't think he'll actually sit out the season.
0: Yeah. I mean, he won't no, nobody. The, the new CBA has been, uh, engineered the way the way the CBA has been engineered in, in the last two negotiations are, are such
1: that you just, you can't hold out. You see, well, you hold in, but, but, but he hasn't signed. That's the important. He has not signed his franchise tag, So he does not play for the Bengals. So he, if he does not show up to training camp he cannot be fined or punished right 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 right, right. yeah so, so that, that's that's the difference whereas uh schultz and uh koseki are have both signed their tags so they have to show it's up kind of I mean, I mean i'm
0: just trying to sort of think through the machinations of boy it's really dictionary day here on the pick six podcast um <laughs> just trying to think through the machinations of like how it i guess is he's he is he has not signed it because he wants to have the PR approach of like, if call I'm my here, it's not because like, I don't have a contract. What do you want me to do? Like this contract is being foisted on me. I'm not, we didn't negotiate anything. I mean, I guess is that the, like, maybe he thinks once he signs that deal, the Bengals can be like, dude, you're just playing next year. And we are not
1: like, yeah, no, it absolutely felt like that. It, it, it's him saying it felt like it was him to the Bengals. I dare you to call my bluff. Don't give me a contract. See what happens. It allows him to keep some good PR going. This is not the contract I want because, like you said, if you sign this in April, what's the and the Bengals don't want to give you a lot of money. What's the Bengals' incentive to take negotiations seriously if you're asking for a number they don't want to pay? If he doesn't sign the the franchise tag on July 14th, he's there's not getting a deal done. I mean, just
0: pretty simply, right?
1: Right. Well, and the other thing is that if Bates he's not going to pull Le'Veon Bell just because I think that is the nightmare scenario. And every player sees that, Hey, look, Le'Veon Bell set out the season because this franchise tag and that destroyed his career. He was never the same player. Now he's out of the NFL boxing Adrian Peterson. And so I don't think we will ever see a franchise tag player uh, who is going to pull Le'Veon Bell. So I do think Bates will play, but he will wait. He might not even sign the tag till mid August. Why show up for the first two weeks of training camp if you don't have to? So if he does not sign, I don't think you will be at training camp when it starts.
0: Let me ask you this. So there's the Mike Fitzpatrick deal, which averages 18 point, let's say 18.3 million per year, because it's basically you I mean, anyway, whatever. 18.2, 18.3, whatever you want to call it. 36 million fully guaranteed. The Jamal Adams deal averages 17.5 with 38 million fully guaranteed. And then you have Harrison Smith, who's much older and who signed the contract a while before, but maybe even go down to Justin Simmons, if you're talking about comparable ages or whatever. He's at $15.3 million per year with $35 million guaranteed. So like, I think the guaranteed number for uh, Bates is pretty easy to get to if you're the Bengals and you're willing to and you want to sign him, which you would think that they do. The issue, I think, becomes Cincinnati could pretty like simply, and I would guess this is where the negoti- negotiations are. I would bet that they're saying, look, we want to get you to $16 million or $16.1 million per year, right there in that Harrison, right above Harrison Smith. The problem would be for me is if I'm Jesse Bates, do you know who else was in my draft class? Make a Jamal. Oh, and do you know who were first round picks and made a lot more money than I did as a second round pick. I would have a difficult time. I think if I'm Jesse Bates in, in, and, and, like, Jesse Bates is really, really good. Like, he, he didn't play as well in 2021 he, during the regular season. He admitted as much that his contract, the discussions were bothering him and it was weighing on his mind. He was unbelievable in the playoffs. Like, they don't get to the Super Bowl without him. If I'm Jesse Bates, I don't think that I'm willing to take – like, I need some kind of way to spin this and I am the highest paid safety. I, it, I think the way you food, do that, though – whether it's the most guaranteed money the most 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 new money most whatever it is I don't need 19 million per year but I need to I need to I need to be in the same discussion as Jamal Adams and Micah Fitzpatrick from a contractual standpoint because you know what frankly I feel like I'm better than both of them if I'm Jesse Bates that's my that's my angle if I'm Jesse Bates
1: right and I I think I agree with that argument and I do think the best way to fix that is exactly what you said where all right man we're not going to give you 18 40 a year because Literally, Minka Fitzpatrick is in his own stratosphere as far as pay goes. We're not gonna get you there. I like your thought process. Put him third, because even Jamal Adams is in, in his own stratosphere because there's only two players that make over seventeen million. I mean, per year. By the way, I might take Jesse Bates over both of those guys if I was like.
0: It depends on your defense. Depends on you know what what you need, but like yeah, you know I, I agree. If I'm the Bengals, I'm like, look, these two teams traded for these guys. They were leveraged, and these are outlier contracts. This is not the new norm for resetting the
1: safety market. We are not getting above Mika Fitzpatrick. Put him above Harrison Smith, but give him the guaranteed money. Give him thirty-seven million guaranteed because Fitzpatrick got thirty-six. Yeah, and and I think that's you know we don't know if Bates would take that, but I think if you're getting the most guaranteed money, that's what matters. Who cares about your average annual value because you might not see that money? It's all about the guaranteed money. Give him more guaranteed money than Fitzpatrick, and I would think he signs the contract.
0: So both of those guys signed a five-year deal. If you were Jesse Bates and you got $40 million, and Jamal Adams, by the way, only $21 million fully guaranteed, not $38 million, excuse me. If you gave him, if you gave Jesse Bates $40 million guaranteed over five years, and you can say that, I mean, I would assume that you could say that is the most guaranteed money ever given to a safety in the history of the National Football League. Like, if you can say that, then I think you walk away happy with the, the negotiations, As even if you're at, like, 16-1 or 16-5, whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, if, right. if that were me, I would be happy. But a lot of times when we see this, like, with the the wide receiver market, with Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, like, these dudes would rather make, be, like, the highest paid by average annual value than actually be, like, the, actually get the most guaranteed money,
1: which is just wild. And the other thing, though, that you have to keep in mind, and it also adds a twist to this, is that, hey, look, the Bengals went out and drafted potential replacements. I mean, you spend a, a fir- first-round pick on Dax Hill. Uh, and so in the Bengals' minds, they might be thinking, why are we going to give this guy all this money when we've got someone, we've got his replacement ready who is much, much cheaper. And so maybe they only want to pay him for one year. Maybe that's actually what is in the Bengals' long-term plans uh, Cause why are you out here drafting all these defensive backs? Uh, You know, obviously drafting a corner and Taylor Britt and then uh, a safety or a slot corner, wherever you want to put Hill. Um, but yeah, so you're drafting these guys who could end up being his replacement so that the Bengals are thinking, we don't, we just don't want to commit five years and all this money uh when we're not even sure he's going to be here. So it's, it's just a messy negotiation.
0: Um, has, uh, Joe Burrow come out and been like y'all need to pay him.
1: Uh I mean several players have and I will say uh Joe Burrow did invite Jesse Bates to a UFC fight a week or two ago and and they sat together and I mean he might not have you know Burrow's not out here tweeting saying pay Bates but sitting next to him uh, at a public event like that where there were plenty of pictures and videos uh, makes a statement it says hey look i want this guy this guy's my buddy keep him on the team
0: yeah i agree uh okay let's take a quick commercial break and when we come back we will talk about more players with the franchise tags looming over their heads next The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, Ensure you can take on any adventure available eight track all wheel drives. You can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud standard third row seating. So your whole family can experience the thrill together available dual wireless charging pads. So no one gets stuck in the great outdoors, with a dead phone, whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous Trip. Maybe you're out camping in Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, I wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at hyundaiusa.com Call 562 314 4603 for complete details.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
0: Talk about guys who get traded and then franchise tagged. They just have leverage. I mean, like, you give up a first round pick for somebody, and, you know, I mean, like, that's just sort of the nature of the beast, right? Um, yes. And Orlando Brown, as such, has some leverage on the Chiefs after they traded a first round pick for him from the Ravens. Played awesome. Is their franchise left tackle has been franchise tagged, and according to reports, could skip training camp. And again, like, when you hear could miss the beginning of the season, That is the player's agent leaking that out. That is the player's camp attempting to leverage. It's been happening for years, years and years and years. They put it out there so that way fans start freaking out. They want to put some pressure on the owners, put some pressure on the GM, or have the owner come down and be like, yo, hey, I left tackle. Can't be missing the start of the season? Now, unfortunately, it is the Chiefs where Brett Veach and Andy Reid have a sense about them. Of They know, you know, like they're not feeling pressured to win games this year. I do think, though, that, like, you found a franchise left tackle. You're probably going to want to pay him. When you got Patrick Mahomes, they paid a lot of people already.
1: Worth noting. Yeah, and the other thing is, you mentioned the trade where if you don't, if you let him walk, he that means he played on your team for one season, and you gave up a first-round pick, a third-round pick, and a fourth-round pick uh, to get him. And you do not <laughs> Right. And so that's a steep price to pay for a one-year rental. So I think you have to get a deal done. And I think that probably pays into Brown's thinking, like, <laughs> you're going to let me walk up for one year. You're crazy. We're not walked because it's not like he can go anywhere. You got franchise tag. Um, but I, I think the reports out there are that Orlando Brown wants to be the, the highest paid left tackle. And so the franchise tag is at $16.66 million. Then you have Trent Williams at the top making $23 million per year. So he wants uh, – that's a hefty – and again, we're talking about these big gaps. The the Bengals and Jesse Bates gap was about $4 million per year. Now you're looking at a gap that's uh, $6.5 million per year. And so – I think Brown is also unsigned in terms of his franchise. Yes. Yeah, Brown and Bates. So Brown and Bates could both skip training camp without facing any penalty. And, and that also – throws a wrench into this because if you're the chiefs, you want your starting left tackle in training camp. You don't want him to miss out on all these reps show up two days before the season starts and, and start playing, uh, you know, and he might not be in football shape. So man, this is, it's just like the bait situation. They're both dicey. There's a reason these guys haven't signed. Cause you give away, you don't really have any leverage once you give the franchise tag, but you give away all your leverage once you sign the deal.
0: Yeah, completely. I mean, once you sign that franchise tag, you're coming in. You're coming into camp, and, and you know, look. Part of it is, I, I, I'm sort of of the mindset that, um, nowadays, and look, I'm not not a professional athlete here, so like, I'm not making this. You know, I'm not I'm not the one making these decisions. You know, you got to do what's good for you, and you know what is good for your long term. Um, if I'm like if I'm a if I'm a if I'm a professional football player and I get the franchise tag. I'm okay signing it and coming in and playing on a one-year fully guaranteed deal. Because I think Breach versus like 10 or 15 years ago, whatever injury you might sustain, like if you if you first of all, if you sustain the injury in training camp, you're gonna be fully healthy by the time free agency comes around and you're gonna get fully paid. Um, you know, if you, you know if you get injured late in the year, I mean that, that just happens, right? I almost would take the security of the single-year fully guaranteed deal, knowing that you are, you know, one year, like you are a little bit closer to getting that, getting to free full, full term free agency. Does that make, does that make sense? Like I wouldn't, 10 years ago, I would, I would, I would have been furious about the franchise tag. Now I think it's a, it's still an outdated, you know, it's something that shouldn't be around, frankly, but it, it's not going anywhere. And I just think you're like, we just don't see very many career ending injuries or career altering injuries, even really.
1: Yeah, and the money's so different now that, look, you can live off of $12.9 million for the rest of your life. And like you said, the franchise tag is not ideal. Exactly. It is not great, but the money is still life-changing. I get that Jesse Bates wants way more guaranteed money and that he absolutely deserves it, but you you can you look at it from the optimistic point of view, and it's that, all right, fine, I make this $12.9 million. All I have to do is go out and have a somewhat decent season – and I'm going to get a huge raise next year, and I don't have to stay in Cincinnati if I feel disrespected. And if they want to hit me with the franchise tag again, I make 14.5 million, whatever. But you know, you just—it's it, still a, a pretty good sum so, of money. Yeah, so and
0: if we're—is talk- it what is it Jesse Bates? You're talking you're talk- you're talk- you're talk about Bates here specifically,
1: like 12 to 14? Is that what? So we're looking at like 26 million dollars over two years. Is is 12.9 and then 20 percent on top of that? So right,
0: okay, but th- and this is exactly sort of what I'm saying. Like, if you whatever you signed a five-year deal with the Bengals it's actually a three-year deal. All these deals that NFL players sign are three-year deals spread out over five for salary cap uh, bonus, uh, signing bonus proration. So you're signing a three-year deal and you're probably getting, I don't know, 36, 37 fully guaranteed dollars over those three years, essentially. You could play two years on the franchise tag and get 26 million, and then you would be guaranteed if the Bengals tried to retain you to basically get the, what is it, 100 and, it like the quarterback money for the third year, which you're not going to do, which means you're going to get $26 million over two years and then hit f- true free agency at a young age, at a, at a not a premium position, but a premium player on an open market. Like to me, and I understand why agents wouldn't want to do it. Well, you tell your clients not to do it because you're signing a one-year deal and like that's less money for the agent. But I think the long term in 2022 with what we know about injuries and what we know about rehab and like how, like I mean, how quickly athletes get back from injury is that you you're almost better off just signing the franchise tag. Now don't get me wrong, wait as long as you can to sign it because it doesn't kick into week one.
1: Well, and, and I think the chief situation is similar to the Bengals in the sense that if they, you know, say Orlando Brown signs his franchise tag, he gets sixteen point six six million. Then if he signs, if they gets hit with the franchise tag again next year, he gets the twenty percent raise, which knocks him up to about twenty million. Uh, and so you're looking at. Two years. So the Chiefs know for a fact they can lock him in at two years and 36.7 million. So basically 18.3, 18.4 million dollars per year. And that's what Kansas City's saying. Like, hey, look, why should we give you a substantially higher number than that when we don't have to? We could just franchise tag you this year and next year. And so when Brown's saying, Hey, I want 23 million a year, the Chiefs are like, Well, we got to 18.5, easy. So why? Why are we giving you anything above that? So I, that's why both these negotiations are rough and and why I think most of the reports out there say that they're probably not going to get done.
0: Yep. Um, I think that is, uh, the likely situation, Dalton Schultz and Mike Gusecki, I guess we can probably lump them together. Not a whole lot of progress on their extension talks, both, uh, of course, Dalton Schultz, the tight end for the Cowboys, Mike Gusecki, the tight end for the Dolphins, um, you know what? I was going to say, if I did my job properly, I would know if they signed their franchise tag. But, you know, it's a major week. US, uh, British Open's, The Open Championship, excuse me, is on. I'm not going to pretend like I Googled anything. Um, has he signed his tag? I feel like he, he did sign his tag. Dalton Schultz has signed his tag.
1: Yeah, Schultz and Gusecki have both signed. they both signed their tags. Okay.
0: Yeah, I mean, and Gusecki has said he's not worried about it. They're both going to make, I think, $10.9 million for this year. I would – I mean – you know, we clearly have a limited time we're talking about here in, in terms of, you know, to get a deal done. I, I, I talked about this. I mentioned Njoku, David Njoku earlier, the what 4 years, $55 million contract the Browns gave him. Like, that's the biggest problem for the Cowboys and the, and the Dolphins, in my opinion, because you had a situation where, you know, George Kittle... Travis Kelsey and Mark Andrews, the big three, right? Make fourteen. Kittle makes fifteen. Kelsey makes fourteen three, and Andrews makes fourteen. Now Dallas Goddard slid himself into that, and makes fourteen point two five, which is crazy. I mean, you know, he Goddard. You could pretty easily make the case with Goddard that as soon as Zach Ertz left, he became an elite level tight end. Like his prorated stats, once Ertz was traded to the Cardinals, is like eleven hundred yards and like ten touch. I mean, like it's it's pretty monstrous. So. I, I, I see that argument, I suppose. If you take Njoku out, though, there is such an easy, soft landing spot in between those four guys and the Patriots duo of Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, because they both make $12.5 million a piece per year, both signed in the same offseason. And that in between 12.5 and 14 is just a perfect slot for Gasecki and Schultz to slide in there somewhere in a long term deal. But then the Browns go and give David Njoku $13.7 million per year and blew it all to hell. Because if you're Dalton Schultz and Mike Gaseki it's, you know, your teams are like the Cowboys are like, Jerry, hey, look, we love you, man. Like, I mean, you're fantastic. We, we just want to take $13.5 million. All right. $13.5 million a year. Great. Not too much guarantee. Don't worry about it. And he's like, look, Jerry, I, I appreciate you talking fast and all that and offering me all that money. But uh, did you see David and Joku's contract? I'm not taking a penny less than David Njoku. Like, bro, look at the stats and look at my stats. Like, there's no way in hell that you could justify giving me less money than David Njoku, and I won't do it. Like, I mean, that would be that's, – that's what has – their stance has to be that, right?
1: Yeah, I, and that's the thing is that if you're the teams, this would have been a lot easier if you said, yeah, I know what you guys are asking, but you're not getting up into the top three. We're not going to give you Mark Andrews' money or Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. Um, so that automatically leaves them under $14 million per year. But then they fire back with, like you just said, the Njoku contract throws everything out of whack because Gaseki's going to be like, uh, Have you seen my numbers? I put up better numbers than him. And uh, I think I'm a better tight end than him. So you got to give me more money. And he's so close to 14 million that I, I think that's probably around where he's going to try and end up at. Maybe
0: David Njoku's career high for receiving was in 2018 when he had 639 yards. He's never had
1: more than four touchdowns in a season. Yeah. And then you have, uh, Gaseki's had a couple big years. I think he had 71 catches last year. Um, so this is like again, that's why these negotiations have had 808 and eight touchdowns last year.
0: And he's 20, he's she's turned, he just turned 26 on July 11th, actually. If
1: you're him, so you these know, guys are both saying this is a no-brainer that we deserve more money than Njoku. And the teams are like, Well, that guy, the Browns are dumb. Sorry that we're not giving you money because the Browns are dumb, is what the Cowboys and Dolphins are probably saying. A hundred percent. They're like, sorry, the Browns are idiots. I
0: mean, like, do you know how pissed off everybody must be at the Browns at these <laughs> owners meetings? They're like, this Watson thing. And they're like, yeah, I mean, the Watson deal is crazy, but at least it wasn't as bad as the Njoku deal. You know, I mean, I, I just think that, and the other thing too, again, like, if you're Schultz and you're Gusecki, you're probably willing to play chicken for a year and be like, I'm going to go out there in a contract year, especially when, you know, Amari Cooper is traded this offseason. So you have uh, Michael Gallup as your number two. In reality, Dalton Schultz is the number two receiver for Dak Prescott on that team. He should have monster numbers with no Cooper there. And Kasekki is now in an offense where, you know, I'm nah, a little more worried I know, if I'm here. Harry kill came into town, and you have Jalen Waddell.
1: and like, all the he, running backs.
0: McDaniel loves using running backs. But the, the Shanahan offense loves using tight ends too. I mean, they love using George Kittle. They love using offensive players. I'm just saying, I think I think both guys could have big years. And I, and I don't think they would get tagged a second time. I, maybe I'm wrong there. That's a lot of, you know, I mean, it's a lot of allocation to the tight end position. And so if, if that happens, they're probably hitting free agency. And either way, you're hitting free agency in two years. And like we said, I, I think you sign the tag. I think you play it out. And then like a elite athlete top end receiving tight end on the open market is going to make a ton of money.
1: Brenton, here is a Question I'm going to try and trick you with, but then you're going to outthink yourself and not sure how much trickery is in my tricky question. Who had more receptions last year, George Kittle or Mike Gasecki?
0: That is trickery. Because I think the trick question, the answer, oh boy, you did get me. The, uh, the answer <laughs> that you, I've like de tricked and re tricked myself already. The answer <laughs> to the question is like, obviously, Mike Gasecki. But then you're like, I know he'll say Mike Gasecki. It's actually George Kittle. But then I'm like, ah, but he knows I would have thought that too. So I'm gonna go back to my like original. Princess
1: Bride. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna say uh ah. ah, I'm gonna say Mike Gusecki. Uh you are correct. He had 73 <laughs> and Kittle had 71. Wow. Yeah, but I mean, it was that close. I mean, Kittle missed a couple games, but it was only three. So like- 78, man. Like these guys
0: had big years, and I mean, I don't know. I, I'm not I'm not taking less than I'm my stance is pretty simple if I'm them. I'm just not taking less than David Njoku. You can figure it out. You guys figure (laughs) it out. I'm not taking less than David Njoku. Like, I can't look at myself in the mirror when I wake Uh, up every day. Can
1: you imagine that negotiation? Just look, we don't care what your contract offer is, but it has to be more than David (laughs) and You just walk in, you're wearing a shirt that's like just
0: a picture of David (laughs) (laughs) Njoku. He's like, My my client will not be speaking in this meeting. As you can see, he is wearing a shirt with David Njoku's photo on it.
1: I I don't know. I think that both these guys end up playing on the tag. I just can't see them getting, but 10 point, the tag's 10.9 million. Even if you got up to 13 million, that's a hefty raise. Um, So, and like you said, you said earlier, Hunter Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, just get above that. And they're at 12 and a half million. Ah,
0: so you have, you have Kittle, Kelsey, Goddard, Andrews, then Njoku in this weird class by himself. Henry and Smith are the next two, as I mentioned, at 12-5. Do you know who the next highest paid guys after that are? Gaseki and Schultz. Like, you know, I mean, you're like, look, we're paid like top 10 tight ends. Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, you, it's fully guaranteed. You have to believe that you're getting better as a player. You just had your best year behind you. You might have an even bigger year. And if that happens, you're definitely not taking less than, you know, you you're taking you're not taking less than 145. So like again, you, you know, go back to the Dak Prescott con- like if you're the Cowboys and you believe Dalton Schultz is a really good player and a key guy for your offense and you want to keep him in play with CeeDee Lamb and Michael Gallup and, and Dak Prescott just pay him now.
1: Just and again, little- <laughs> we're running into the same thing though that we ran into with Bates and uh Brown and it's the fact that if the the Dolphins and the Cowboys were to tag both these guys for two years that they would only get uh, basically it'd be a two year, $24 million deal. So both teams know
0: why not just do that. Right.
1: Right. Why, why take any risk when we know we can get you under contract for two, an average of $12 million a year for two years. Why are we giving you $14 million a year? We have to really like you. And and so again, that is what, seems to be the issue in all of these is that when you are asking for substantially more than what two franchise tags would pay even though you get a 20 percent raise with a second franchise tag then it's tough for the team to justify that because they're thinking "Huh, why would we do that we don't we we have any reason we control your rights for the next two years at a much lower price than you're asking uh so you got to be reasonable or we're not going to get a deal done
0: now i mean worth noting that you do control the rights for two years but it is two fully guaranteed years as opposed to Control for three years with you know better cap relief over over five years.
1: Well, I mean that's true. The cap relief is really the only thing because even if you sign a five year deal, it's not like all five years are. You know, there's the guaranteed money usually dries up after yeah, two or three great. years. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're just spreading the
0: bonus over five years. The Cowboys have 22 million dollars in salary cap space. Does that include that includes Dalton Schultz's um 10.9 million dollars? Man,
1: yeah. As soon as a team uses the franchise tag. It's it automatic, it. whether, whether the tag's signed or not, it's, it's, uh, it counts, oh, right? It. Yeah. I thought it had to be signed. But once, well, if the Bengals were send it, then the space would free up. Cause you have to have the space available. Cause you know, if the Bengals had say, uh, $8 in cap space, they, they you're, couldn't you're, even if sign. If you're
0: committed to $13 million, like you have to have the $13
1: million available as part of your built out cap space. Right. And it is crazy. You just, you mentioned the Cowboys. They have the second most available cap space of anyone right now. I'm saying if they wanted to like
0: get a Schultz deal done now and front load it and take the salary cap hit right now, they could easily do it and just and be better positioned for the next two or three. I don't know. I
1: I would just get it done if I were them, but apparently they don't want. Well, to. And, and Brenton, real quick, that is the, of the 12 teams with the most cap space right now, every team that's negotiating is in that top 12: the Dolphins, the Cowboys, the Bengals, the Chiefs. All four of them. Uh, are ranked with the top 12 most cap space Wild stuff um That's anything wild. else on the franchise tags um bangle signed jesse bates so can he can him so he can come out wearing his white bangle tiger helmets what what i'm gonna have one uh back behind me soon brinson just wait
0: mm-hmm. uh oh yeah that was actually look. those look pretty cool um are the very Bengals of them to uh announce-
1: Not actually unveil a helmet Well, the the
0: videos on Twitter were down when the Bengals tweeted it out. They had a video of it, and there's, like, no helmet in the video either. So,
1: just very very – We're going to wear these helmets this year, but we don't have any pictures to show you. Right. (laughs) You're just going to have to trust us that these (laughs) pictures are
0: Uh, All right. Great stuff, as always, Breach. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Like, subscribe, and uh, we'll see you guys later.